Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today, it's Thursday, June 10th, 2021. But today, per usual, kind of talk about what's going on in this country. That continues to go on, and it's been going on for a few years, and it's, uh, I suppose, the overall overarching theme of my podcast, kind of discussing the, you know, the long, slow decline of the American empire. Um, it, it kind of, the decline kind of slowed under under the current administration, and there are definitely people in government right now that are doing all they can to preserve democracy. And, you know, and there, and there are genuine patriots, you know, in government. Not every single person in government is villainous, you know, and unethical and immoral and, you know, lies directly to people's faces. Not every person in government is like that. There are, problem is, there are plenty that are like that. And, um, major problem with the United States right now, with the current form of the government, is that there is only two options that are presented to vote for, and one of the options has become very passionate about making it more difficult to vote uh, and protecting the interests of the wealthy, as well as lying and using various propaganda methods to manipulate certain groups of working-class people who are susceptible to propaganda. Uh, and that organization, even though they have minority uh, control in government, they still somehow have an amazing amount of sway to block all kinds of legislation from happening. Anything that may benefit the working class, they'll be against. Um, and any sort of, you know, requiring the wealthy pay their fair share... They're, they're absolutely going to be against. And in their current form, that organization, one of the two, is also still to this day very much um, beholden to uh, a man by the name of Donald John Trump, a former game show host, and prior to that was a famous con man, uh, famous for bankrupting companies, cheating on his wives, being racist, sexist, stupid, and just a whore for publicity. Uh, and that's what he was for decades. That man was picked, though, by by the one of the two organizations that represents our interests in this country. Um, even though he wasn't really a member of that organization and didn't really share that organization's professed ideals of you know small government, fiscal conservatism, and all that sort of thing, he didn't really embody any of those things. Um, he was a sociopathic narcissist, and still is to this day. Um, but he represented what that organization, that organization's the Republican Party, also known as the Grand Old Party. Donald Trump truly represented what that organization is about. It's about cutting taxes for the wealthy and cutting taxes for corporations. This will create a budget deficit. This will give the Republicans an excuse to cut funding, too. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, public education, and infrastructure. Now, none of those legislative things that are primary and first and foremost 
on the agenda of the Republican representatives and senators, none of those legislative actions will have any benefit to working class people. And obviously, why would they? You know, that, that doesn't make any sense. Allowing people who earn, quote unquote, massive amounts of money, millions of dollars of money, but it's earned through interest or earned through inheritance and things like that. It was easier to earn, even though there's higher massive amounts of it. It was money that they got simply because they already had money. The Republican Party is very much adamant and passionate about and spends huge portions of their publicly funded time and energy creating various tax loopholes uh, for those highly affluent people to make sure that they can keep as much money in their pocket as possible. Even if it means not basically not requiring them to pay for certain expenses that are accruing and are being put on others that, that you know they just aren't paying for those wealthy just aren't paying for you know uh, paying their fair share is their fair share you, you know there's costs that are being accrued that they're sort of creating but they're not paying for they're causing certain expenses you know just the the and some of them are kind of hard to truly quantify. You know, the the big billion-dollar owner of a big, massive company that has thousands of employees, and then, you know, those thousands of employees work in certain level of working conditions. Those employees have to spend a certain amount of their time and energy to do the job, and their reimbursement may be, in some cases, even less than, the, than their actual cost of doing the job, or it may just be barely breaking even. You know, you're considered kind of lucky in this country if you can make enough to break even. Um, and during the Trump era, though, with the enacting of various of the most extreme Republican policies, the homelessness rate, homelessness rate went up. Um, and one of the things is the unemployment rate it's going to get really screwy because there's going to be millions of people that aren't even attempting to be employed anymore. I've just kind of totally given up. <clears throat> the Republican Party is an organization that will continue to make sure that that happens. But of course, on top of all that, their dear leader is an unindicted co-conspirator to a federal crime. In addition to other crimes that he's being investigated for, including insurance fraud and tax fraud, which are felonies, and you can serve several years in prison for each count. Donald Trump as an individual or as a member of an organization may have been engaging in tax fraud and insurance fraud for several decades. But he sort of embodies the, the modern-day Republican Party. Uh, that organization likes to pretend that it's conservative, but they aren't. They're willing to allow any sort of abhorrent behavior as long as they can get, you know, more money for the wealthy, which many of them also are. Right? But that, that is their true constituency. So I guess my thing is that we as a people need to figure out a better option uh, for the working class people who subscribe you know, describe themselves as conservatives or small government, Christian values, you know, they, they're real passionate about gun rights and stuff like that. All those things are fine and dandy, but the Republican Party doesn't really represent that. Their, even their way of going about protecting gun rights 
goes over the top. You know, there's certain things that can be enacted that wouldn't really have any effect, you know, as far as like gun legislation and such. There's many types of gun legislation that wouldn't have any effect on the average gun owner, you know. Like if you have, because you can create it very specifically, you have a history of violent crime, you know, in and out of jail for years, you'll have to wait longer to get X type of gun. You know, that, that That's a very specific thing affecting a very specific type of person. The average gun owner would be just fine because the average gun owner doesn't have a criminal record. But Republican Party is going to be against such things because they play in people's emotions. They can use also terms like you know, that they're the pro-life organization or, or the Christian values organization. Even though the Trump organization had a policy of locking children in a cage for the crime of trespassing. And that was a matter of policy. And they did it for years. And in fact, some children were separated from their parents for years. There's nothing Christian values about that at all. Not even close, not even kind of. It's really the antithesis. And that's kind of another thing with the Republican Party claiming to be a Christian values organization. They two different times, twice, nominated a antichrist. And a famous one to boot. Um... You know, Donald Trump's life is, is all for public view going back to the late 70s. It's all available for public consumption. He was no secret prior to 2016. Um, if you're over a certain age, you knew who he was. You knew what he was, and you knew what he stood for. It, it was no secret. Um, he was not an honest man. He was not an ethical man. He was not a morally sound man. He was not a philanthropist. None of those things applied to Mr. Trump. Uh, he was an egomaniacal, sociopathic narcissist who cared about more fame and wealth for himself. If he needed to lie and manipulate others in order to achieve that wealth, he was willing to do it. The Republican Party picked that guy twice to be the President of the United States. Now, maybe you can give him a pass on the first one, but the second one, no. That's the problem with that organization. Their concerns are very focused and very small and narrow. Cutting taxes for the wealthy, cutting taxes for corporations, and then cutting funding to programs that benefit working class people. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, public education, and infrastructure investment. Okay. That is what they do. That, and now, in order to achieve that, they have to talk about other things. They have to pull on your heartstrings, and they have to convince you that the Democratic Party is bad. They're not good. The Republican Party is not good in any way, and they're barely able to try to pretend like they are. So their best method to get at least a third or so, it doesn't really have to be a real strong percentage. They just have to be spread out in just the right area of Americans to vote for their organization in order to stay in power so that they can cut taxes for the wealthy, cut taxes for corporations, and then cut funding to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, public education, and infrastructure. So we need to find new options um, because 
many working class people who continue to vote Republican to this day, their excuse or justification or whatever word you want to use for why they continue to vote Republican is they don't like the Democrats. You know. And to be fair-ish, I vote, I've certainly voted for my share of Democrats simply because the there was, you know, two options on the ballot and one of them was a Republican. And they're the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. It's not just cutting taxes and cutting, you know, just cutting taxes for wealthy people and the corporations that those wealthy people own. It's also creating very specific tax provisions that will only benefit wealthy people. And that's a big passion of the Republican Party as well. These are called tax loopholes. Tax loopholes are not accidents. Uh, they're not a whoops. They're a purposeful legislation created for the specific purpose of benefiting wealthy people. Hiding certain income and calling it something different. Capital gains. Even though it's income. Yeah. When you're a person, a regular worker, you have to invest money as well. It's just, in many cases, it's either not enough to be worth writing off on your taxes and itemizing. You're usually better off using the standard deduction. But make no mistake, you are spending money in order to work. So wealthy people don't have to actually work, though, to earn money. They can just spend money, and then they'll get money back. But because it's capital gains, and it's also money that's easier for them to earn, they don't have to do anything. They just have to have money. And then they earn more money because they already have money. Because it's money that's easier to earn, and it's money that's earned because they already have money, and it's investments that are exclusively available to them, that income, which it is, is taxed at an extremely low rate. It's not taxed as actual income, even though it is. But that's something the Republican Party, again, is extremely passionate about. Making sure that people making over $10 million in a year don't have to pay an extra tax, a higher tax, on those absurd amounts that are way crazy levels beyond what the average person makes. And in fact, crazy levels beyond what a successful person makes. I mean, you're, you're making three, four $400,000 a year. I don't care what, what part of the country you live in. You're doing all right. You know, you can afford a place, have a vehicle of some, some decentness, you know, and get around and hopefully have some fun. And I don't care where you live. You can live in downtown Manhattan. Making $300,000 a year, you, you can make a go at it. Okay, you're, you're not living on food stamps, you know, and, and please don't try to pretend like your situation is dire because you're only, quote unquote, making $300,000 a year. Now, if you are making that kind of money, most likely, though, you are busting it, you know, and that's a strange dichotomy in this country where people who are making the most money in, in many cases are doing the least. You know, they're not really doing. There's not a lot of doing. They just have a lot of money. And so they can just earn more money because they already have so much exponential growth. When you have a principal balance in the billions, you know, even just extremely small percentages of rate of return, 
can give you massive amounts of money, and you don't have to do anything. The Republican Party would very much like to keep it that way, so that the so that a small group of people can accumulate even more wealth and having an even greater control of the economy, and then so that the working class will be even more, you know, basically just subjects of the wealthy and and completely in debt to all various big corporations and the wealthy that own those corporations. So I don't know what the other options are for those types of people, though, that still to this day vote Republican. Because I understand the concerns with the Democratic Party. I'm not a proponent of the Democratic Party. They're the lesser of the two evils. There are plenty of good members in the Democratic Party, but there's plenty of shitty ones, too. Joe Manchin is not good at all. He has a D next to his name. That doesn't mean he's a good dude. It doesn't mean I agree with his political ideals or anything. Nope. Sorry. Um, but that's the thing about the Democratic Party. It's representing democracy, the people, the people of the most diverse country in the history of human civilization. The Republican Party is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. Now, a key thing to remember, when I say the wealthy, I'm not, I'm not referring specifically to American wealthy people. No, just the wealthy. Yeah, as in the wealthy worldwide. Yeah, creating various legislation, tax loopholes and such, corporate benefits and things that benefit the wealthy. Not just American wealthy people, but wealthy in general around the world. And again, if it means that the quality of life of the average American, if it means that there are additional strains put on other countries and such, so be it, you know. If the wealthy are able to secure an even more affluent lifestyle for an even longer period of time, then that's a win. The Republican Party needs to lie to people. They are certainly willing to do it. You know, they, they have no shame in that regard. And the various pundits that regurgitate the Republican Party message, Fox News, Newsmax, and such, etc., InfoWars. Uh, you know, they're more than willing to make very, you know, to get real hot and, and real angry and agitated about, you know, a president saluting a Marine while holding a cup of coffee in his hand or liking spicy brown mustard on his hot dog. I, I like spicy brown mustard and prefer brown mustard to yellow mustard myself. They'll get really fired up about that. And they did. Those were actual real deal scandals on Fox News. Barack Obama saluted a Marine as he was walking down the steps of Air Force One and he had a cup of coffee in his hand. And that was like a scandal for like several days on Fox News. And then there was another time where Barack Obama ordered a hot dog at this place, and you asked if they had any brown mustard, which is the better of the mustards. And Fox News got really excited about that, too. Real angry. But then that organization, you know, Fox News, Republican Party, nominated Donald Trump, a, a famous con man. You know, he was famously caught on tape bragging about how he, you know, 
likes to assault women for fun. It, you know, and that was just the beginning. <laughs> but Fox News said, oh, no, this guy's great. You guys need to vote for him. You, you know, because, um, yeah, they're, they're willing to say anything to convince people to continue to vote Republican. You know, they don't care. On January 6th, Trump's most arduous, and God bless him, a lot of them probably, you know, deep down, like, you know, decent, hardworking folk, but uh, wow, yeah. He conned some people so bad that, that some of them actually committed crimes on his behalf. Yeah. They stormed the Capitol, uh, violently assaulted and attacked police officers, attempted to overthrow the government of the United States of America. Holy shit. Yeah, if you, it, just a fair warning to folks out there. You do something like that, you're going to go to jail. Because, um, it, it, yeah, that's a crime. You can't assault police officers. You can't attempt to violently overthrow the government and not expect to pay any consequences. Whether the sitting president at the time told you to do it or not, sorry, that's not really an excuse. You know, God bless you. Um, I I hope you learn from your mistake. Uh, but yeah, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be paying some kind of punishment. And probably for a while, you did something really stupid. And just because there was a bunch of other stupid people doing it right alongside with you, well, that that don't make it okay, you know. Um, but the sad thing is the Republican Party is still, to this day, unwilling to admit that they fucked up. They fucked up. They, they, they went too far. Yeah, I mean, yes, the Republican Party only cares about cutting taxes for the wealthy and cutting taxes for corporations. But there are some here and there that are, you know, sort of kind of all right, that have their moments, you know, um, of, of being decent human beings. Mitch McConnell is not one of those people. Um, Ted Cruz is not one of those people. Lindsey Graham, no. You know, the, the leaders of that organization do not represent the working class people. They are willing to manipulate certain groups of working class people who have sort of... And the thing is, these working class people have sort of declared themselves. And they declared themselves publicly years ago. It was called the Tea Party. It was basically a group of people broadcasting their existence on live TV worldwide, who they are. People who would be susceptible to propaganda. You know, people who were ignorant of certain histories and boastfully so. They, they were advertising themselves to any con man that was willing to take advantage of them. Here we are, you know. And Donald Trump swooped in and, and got those people into his corner. And yeah, he, he ran as a Republican even though he'd been a, de a Democrat and a Reformed Party candidate before, and he'd been running for president since I was in elementary school, and now I'm 41 years old. Even though he was always a clown and a ridiculous, absurd person, he was good at conning people. And even though he was famous for being a con man, 
a sucker's born every minute. That's not just a phrase, you know, that it, it is what it is, you know, stuff gets missed. Even though there's certain things all happening wide out in the open, you know, full public view for decades, there's some people that just miss it for whatever reason. They just, they don't notice that. They're doing other things. And it is what it is. There's a lot of stuff going on. It, you know, in the mid to late 1990s, if you did not know who Donald Trump was or just had some sort of peripheral understanding of it, that'd be totally acceptable because he was just a D-list celebrity. He was a dipshit. He was just this sort of buffoonish character that just fucked up all the time. And, and that's it. That's what he was. And then he became the host of a game show. Yeah. And then while he was in the height of that game show's success, he started saying racist things about Barack Obama. Yep. That's it. That, that's the rise of Trump. <laughs> there was no great success. You know, there, there, there was no great achievement. It's all a myth. It's all a mirage. But it was all a mirage that was being all right out in the open. It, it's kind of like, it's like the Wizard of Oz or something, but like, right at the beginning of the movie that you, you already there is no curtain and you could just see him right there but then at the same time you see all these other people huge groups of them that are like wow look at what oz man look at that it's so amazing but you're like well no it, it's just some fucking dude that's fucking up you know he's he's pulling levers and stuff to make the thing do that you know but other people they're just entrenched you know, he has so much gold that he has his name on an airplane that he's leasing. He's got his name on a helicopter that he's leasing. You know, he, he's he got big fancy suits and a house of gold. He, he's, he, he must be successful. He must be great. He must have earned it. No. 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 <laughs> he inherited $400 million. He fucked up over and over and over again. He's not successful. He's not self-made. He bankrupted six different companies. He, he's just a fuck-up. Yeah. Criminal associations. He runs his empire like a criminal organization. So, you know, the main thing for working-class people is they got to stop voting Republican. And who, they, who those people who have been voting Republican vote for instead, that's an entirely different matter. But they got to stop voting Republican. They're being manipulated. And the Republican Party is continuing to do things actively and willingly and, and daily that will have negative effects on a wide array of working class people across the country, regardless of what your political views are. It will, Republican policies will have a massive effect on increasing the power and control of the economy that the wealthy already have. And they're doing it daily. While at the same time, of course, restricting the right to vote. Why are they restricting the right to vote? Well, because they're the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. Most people know that. But God bless them. There's a bit too many. If it was only like 5-10% of working class people that thought the cutting taxes for the wealthy was awesome, that'd be, that'd be one thing. But it's, it's a solid 35-40%. Donald Trump's approval rating never got over 50%, but it also, I don't think, ever dipped below 30 there was always this strong hold of people that bought it and refused to admit that they were duped 
and and they were and that's the most frustrating aspect is that all these people that supported trump for four or five years yes they were conned and yes all of us know that and yes it's all in public view and now on a historical record but too many of them just refuse to admit it but we don't need to shame them it's just like yes they did fuck up it's not a debate it's not it's not an opinion if you voted for donald trump you fucked up but you you got to figure out a way to move forward yes donald trump is a con man and yes he was a famous one and yes there was people warning that you know years in advance of him running for president but, you know, people get stubborn sometimes and they just have to do things their own way or whatever. And, and they get susceptible, they, you know, life gets busy, you know. And uh, we can also easily take advantage of this sweet thing we have called democracy and freedom of speech and the right to vote. Um, we take our eye off the ball and you allow a sociopathic narcissist to take the reins who's famous for lying and cheating and doing anything he can to benefit himself, even if it means hurting others, well, you, you get a dangerous situation. You, you get a situation where that man, Donald Trump, appointed judges who are making decisions in cases and such. Um, you, you get various laws created that have no benefit to working class people and, and only have negative detriment. And you have a lingering stink that's going to take a while to get out of uh, greater division in this country. All the while, the wealthiest got even wealthier, like crazy wealthy. You know, you got working class people getting all fired up about immigrants. Meanwhile, Jeff Bezos' wealth increased by $10 billion. All the while, 500,000 people died of coronavirus. These types of things will continue under Republican Party rule. So there's got to be other options. There's got to be other ways for people who identify with that sort of cultural idea of small government, of conservatism, whatever that is. I don't know anymore that that term has been applied to Trump, but there's nothing conservative about him at all. But there's nothing liberal about him either. You know, he, he's neither. He, he, he's, not a, he's not a politician in, in that way. You know, he doesn't have... Because he has no virtue. He, he stands for nothing. You know, he, he's purely a man about increasing his wealth, his fame, and his power. And that's it. He doesn't really care what the detriment is to others. So he, he is the worst type of person to have in a role of public service. You know, president is a public servant to the people. You know, it is a position of great power, but great responsibility. And so person, a person with no responsibility, unwilling to take responsibility for their actions, is not a person that you should put in a position of that kind of power. Um, but the Republican Party did and continues to support and continues to engage in things to make it more difficult for people to vote. So working class people got to stop voting Republican. They just, we got to find some options for those people. And I don't know what they are because I'm a leftist tippy. I believe in health care as a right, education as a right, 
you know, a universal basic income, sure, yes, you know, clean air, clean water, that kind of stuff, you know, real hippie, weird type of things, you know, yeah. I believe government should be small. I believe government should spend, you know, what it brings in, you know, or it should bring in enough to spend what it needs to spend to take care of the things that need to be taken care of, and that should be its main focus. I don't really think government should be spending massive amounts of time creating specific bits of legislation that will only benefit wealthy people. Wealthy people are just fine. We don't need special laws created for them so that they can preserve their wealth easier. Hire a wealth management, wealth advisor, financial advisor, a certified financial planner. Hire one of those. If you're wealthy, you should have more than enough funds to be able to do that. Usually they just require a nominal fee. Sometimes it's a percentage. Sometimes it's an outright fee. But yeah, just do that and they'll manage your finances for you and make sure you never run out of money. Whether you work ever again, it doesn't really matter. So those people don't need government officials creating specific tax laws just for them. We don't we don't need that. At least ones that specifically benefit those people. You know, as far as focus on on specific legislation that will tax those outliers a little better because it doesn't require any hardship and then we can have better funding of, you know, free education, free health care, that kind of thing, better benefits for people that everyone needs great yes let's do that let's have a more united society let's have greater rights as working class people let's allow greater upward mobility let's have a society that is more merit-based yeah because you you get all those things that the republican parties likes to profess that they believe in you know capitalism and merit a merit-based society you actually have more of that when the basics are covered. Yeah. You know. So. Healthcare is a right. Education is a right. Investing in renewable energies. Clean air, clean water. That type of thing. Balanced budget. And a, gov and a government of empathy. A government that is focused on the interest of the people. As a whole. Uh, that are, you know, the people that are... And for me... To a broad extent, yes. The people that are living on planet Earth are going to be like the world dominant power. You have to be engaging in things that have positive benefits. So that means not engaging in imperialistic wars because that, that, that means people dying and, and destroying things. And that, that's, that's not positive in any way. But aid, you know, and I would say defending interests, but really not getting into imperialistic type stuff I mean, we need to really scale that down considerably but i think if the government was smaller in focus more focusing on the basic kind of mundane type stuff you know making sure the roads are paved and built and make sure the electric grid works make sure there's enough hospitals that are well funded and staffed to appropriately take care of the population. Yeah, make sure there's enough schools for all the children to go to. And then, uh, you know, all the colleges. Make sure that, yeah, the people that want to go to them and apply and are accepted, that they go. Yeah, in other words, yeah. 
all public universities that are you know, they're publicly funded, so yes, they would be free. So if you want to go, you'd still have to apply and be accepted. But then once accepted, you just go. And no, you don't have to pay anything out of pocket to go to school. Living expenses and such, you'd have to get sorted there. But yes, as a leftist hippie and all that, I do believe, yeah, universal basic income. An amount that's enough to where if shit gets crazy, at least you got that. It's it's not going to be enough to... You know, go on vacations all the time or to just never work from the vast majority of people. But it'll be enough to where in an emergency and such, it'll be a nice little buffer because things get pretty tight sometimes. You can have the universal basic income tied to the overall economic performance or whatever. So if there's lots of spending and people working and uh, earning money and spending money and all that... Then the universal basic income, the freedom dividend, as Andrew Yang coined it, would be bigger. And we would all get a collective cut because we're all shareholders in the United States of America by being here, you know, being citizens of the country. Universal basic income would only be available to citizens. And then, but yes, we would have a easier path to citizenship. We are a nation of immigrants. People want to be citizens. Yeah, some sort of reasonable, uh, you know, path to become a citizen. Yeah. Most people just were born who were citizens. I'm, I'm one of those. I didn't have to take a test. I've taken many tests in my life, but I never had to take a test to become a citizen. So, I don't know. I think anyone that's, you know, willing to walk hundreds of miles through the desert uh, and then go through some really sort of interrogative process that may take hours, days, weeks, months, years even, just to become a citizen, I think, yeah, I'd, I'd gladly call that person a fellow American anytime, you know, like, I don't really care what they look like or what their first language is, you know. You're going to you're willing to go through all that just to become an American, you know. Yeah. We we need people like that, you know. They're they had to work to become an American, you know. They had to like go through certain hardships to become an American. Our ancestors did, most Americans' ancestors did. But many of us just becoming an American, we didn't really have to do anything. You know, I, I was just born you know, it's just automatic. So, you know, that, that's part of our dynamic. It's, it's, it is the kind of roots of our country as we are an immigrant society. So, you know, and, and immigrants from all over, you know, and that's always been that way. Always, you know, there's always been multiple languages. There's always been a huge mix of cultures in this society, in this country. So, it is our lifeblood. Our lifeblood is not, you know, wealthy people being wealthy. That, that's not really, that, that's not our, our identity. There will still be wealthy people, even if we have, you know, if we ha allow immigrants to move here and stuff through some path to citizenship. Um, and what is an illegal immigrant? Uh, an, an immigrant, a person who has walked across the desert 
on the southern border, most likely, and hasn't filled out paperwork yet. That, that's it. That's it. That's it. So, before we start referring to that, that term is such a stupid term. Um, no, it's it, it's people that are fleeing in, in many cases. You know, conditions that just aren't ideal, and moving to another country, just like many of our ancestors did. Um, they don't have the means to get the paperwork in. It's it's paperwork. The current process to become an American it is paperwork. And sometimes it might be just purely cost, because sometimes there's some kind of filing fee or something, maybe, you know. But uh, that's that's basically it, you know. It's, it's people that are immigrating, wanting to, declaring themselves as such, but they just don't have their paperwork approved yet. Yep. Paperwork, bureaucracy, that's it. Yeah. Uh, and being American, you know, as, as we should all know, uh, doesn't mean you look a certain way or speak a certain language or anything. You can look any way and speak just any, just about any language that's ever been spoken and still be an American. You know, there, there is no specific religion you need to be. Not, none of that. N no. It, it, and it's always... I mean, it was declared as such right from the beginning. Um, and then there's been various amendments to sort of reinforce and in, in sort of... Uh, more clearly define that yes you can be whoever you are in this country and still be an american and there's sort of certain shared ideals the republican party though is it has different ideals they have become now anti-democratic you know anti-democracy they do not want democracy they do not want the people to have the will to vote because what would happen well they would probably stop voting for politicians that are just going to cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations you know because that doesn't benefit working class people regardless of what you look like or what your religion is or even what you know political affiliation you have so I don't know I think I think the Republicans going so far as they went you know there's some something soon's going to happen, uh, and, and who? Because it has to be amongst the Republican working class people. It has to be amongst them that something new and better for them is created. And it, I hope it's not something that's fueled by Fox News or, you know, the Koch brother type people, you know, big coal and big farm and stuff like that, which has been funding you know, the propaganda that lies to these working class people all the time, you know, all, all the lies that those working class MAGA folk here are fueled by big pharma, you know, big media companies, Fox News is a big massive, you know, news core. Um, it's those types of entities that are lying to these people. So how, how do, how do those people find something different and better? and more holistic and positive well you know still being who they are and all that you know whatever cultural identity they're trying to whatever but 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 losing the hatred and, and losing the ignorance and kind of and letting that fade away um and and start just making better choices I, and i'm not i'm not sure where it is for those people because because they went all in 
on the Trump and the Republican Party is all in on the MAGA, which, you know, so they're, something's got to give at some point. Um, you know, and I hope there's more and better options presented in the very, very near future or, that, you know, that this democracy will not stand. It's going to continue to decline. The, the decline is still continuing. It's been slowed. But, yeah, there is still an organization in power in the federal government that is trying to make democracy go away. And that, and that is what's happening. They're trying to make it so that the people don't have the right to vote. They're trying to make it so that a, a, gov you know, a state government could just overthrow the results of an election. They're trying to make that a law in certain places. I mean, that's the kind of stuff they're trying to do now. Um, so that they can continue to try to empower the wealthy, you know. So it it has gotten extreme, but you know there is now a competent adult in the executive branch, some sort of kind of counterbalance. Joe Biden was not the ideal choice to follow Trump. It would have been nice to have someone more charismatic and such, but you know we had to kind of get back to business. But it's like, well, no, we can't just get back to business. We, we, we took a left, you know, we took a crazy turn in the word, you know, way out there for a while. And it's, uh, and what was before was leading up to it for a while, you know. So it's like we need very real systemic change in our country. And uh, if we don't do it fast, it's, um, you know, I don't know how long this place is going to last. Enjoy it while it's here. And I'm way out on the northwesternmost tip, Washington State. So all the stuff seems very far away. It's very peaceful here. But for how long? How long can uh, we hold off the corporate interests? You know, once corporations come to your small town, it's, it's over. It's done, you know. So... I don't know. Cautiously optimistic about the future. New thing, new and better things will be presented. New and better options will start presenting themselves. And there will be better and more holistic types of legislation that actually benefits working class people. That will soon start being created. And we will start rebounding and start moving truly upward. And once again be a so-called beacon on the hill or whatever. We are not right now, but we are. We do have people in the, many people within our society that are attempting to get us back to that, and it is reassuring. So stay safe out there. God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.